to the PM Mastery Podcast. This podcast is all about helping you master your project management skills by sharing tips, tricks, tools, and training to get you to the next level while sharing the stories of other project managers on their journey in project management. And now, here's your host, Walt Sparling. Welcome back to the current issue of PM Mastery. It's been a while been working on uh, a lot of work stuff. So I have been distracted and I'm hoping with this follow-up interview that uh, I'm going to get back in the game and get some more stuff going this year. That is the goal. So today we have back with us Clinton Brooks Herman, who is or was when we interviewed him back in November of 2020, uh, nearly a year and a half ago, a construction PM in the education sector. So I know in conversations, Clint, you have switched roles, companies even. Uh, Why don't you bring us up to speed with what's new in your life on the career front? Definitely, and I appreciate you inviting me back, Walt. Uh, Looking forward to this episode and uh, seeing what we have to discuss. Uh, But yeah, you are correct. I used to be with uh, UT Health uh, on the higher ed, uh, working with uh, life science research and just all the things that go with uh, typical higher education. Um, And I have made a jump. I'm working with Hill International Incorporated uh, and been with them since November now uh, and actually working on uh, healthcare items. and. Uh, their group as a whole, uh, the firm as a whole, is uh, their sole focus is actually project management. So it's definitely up my alley. Uh, that's exactly what I like to do is uh, becoming the best project manager possible. And guess what? We're talking about PM Mastery is the name of the podcast. And that's that's what we're all here for. Uh, now we might be uh, focusing a little differently, IT or uh, otherwise, in project management, as I've noticed uh, recently, it's definitely grown who uh, is opening positions for project managers. So, good deal. Congratulations on the new role. Uh, I Appreciate it. It's an, it's an upward role. So, that's, that is great. We're going to kind of talk a little bit about so, change in industry, still construction. So, that's good. And I believe you're in a similar role now than my like myself which is a kind of an owner's rep role and uh why don't you talk a little bit about the company and a little more detail on the role so i am uh, contracted out similarly to you um i'm going to leave out the employer uh, that i am contracted out to but with that said we don't do any design or contracting. Uh, we're free of potential design or contracting conflicts of interest. And our sole purpose is actually protecting our clients' needs, managing the risks, and delivering projects on time and within budget. If your real passion is on the owner side, it's a good spot to be. And that's exactly uh, had a coworker. Uh, he was contracted out to UT Health, and uh, he enticed me to uh, make the move and everything he kept telling me about it while he was working with us. It was definitely where I wanted to go next uh, when the time came. So, And they're a substantial organization, so that that is very helpful. gives you a little bit of security. A lot of yep. moving and shaking in the PM, well, in the industry, 
as a whole, but uh, I've seen a lot of project managers jumping all over the place. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting industry right now. Uh, seeing all the movement, construction's booming, it's booming. Um, but uh, yeah, Hills, a publicly traded company, they are in their name, international, and they are international. They have over 3,000 professionals uh, and continue to grow. Uh, they have 100 offices and they're sitting around uh, 39 different countries right now. So it's, if you want to grow with a company and you want to look at possibly uh, living elsewhere or uh, just uh, having opportunities to uh, try different types of construction, uh, it's definitely a great place to be. Yeah, interestingly enough, and I've told you this before, although I was a project manager, my taste for getting into it full-time, so I was a design project manager, was during a meeting I had with a client, and Hill was representing that client yeah. as an owner's rep. And I loved the way he handled stuff, and I thought, boy, that would be a cool role. Oh, yeah. What do you know? Years later, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. And now I'm sitting across from someone from the same company. That is cool. Yep. Yeah, maybe next day you'll be with us. Well, let's not push it. <laughs> Hill acts as a, a kind of a consultant staff aug augmentation firm. So they basically provide resources to another firm to handle the management of their projects so they can focus on what it is they do. Yes, uh, that is so correct. Now, you, you made the change. Now, you said that someone from Hill actually reached out to you so that's how that at least the intro was made and so i've worked with him for the last four and a half years and as i uh kind of got to learn more about hill and their local houston branch where i'm based i uh, found out somebody i worked with on my internship was working there as well uh he um, and then there were some other parties that I've known uh, throughout the years as well through uh, different organizations that I've been involved with. Uh, so it just ended up being a great fit and felt like home the first day I walked in, which is not usual when you walk into companies. Uh, you sometimes feel outsider looking in and trying to get adjusted to everything, but uh, it was definitely home real quick. Yeah, that is that's good and and feeling comfortable and and it's normal to be excited when you go into a new role, but to actually sit there and go, "Wow, I am so glad I made this move" is is a whole nother feeling. Yep. So I know we had talked a little bit, and I want to get into some project management topics while while we're on here. And one tonight, I, I'm going to dive into a little bit about PDUs. We each have different ways of doing that. Sure. And uh, I want to, I, I kind of have a little outline thoughts. Did a blog post early back, probably in 2020, about PDUs. And I just recently did an update to it because I just finished my first three year cycle of getting PDUs. And as a lot of people do, and not only with PDUs, but CEUs is they know it's coming and they wait till the last minute yep. and i had a plan uh, <laughs> and then stuff happened i got a new position uh that just kicked my butt which is also a lot of reasons why i haven't been podcasting so much sure and i finally said i gotta get this done it's it's coming up here 
and I had already had a decent amount of PDUs done. I think I had about a third of them done, but I went through almost an entire year without doing anything, or so I thought. So talk a little bit. I'm going to kind of go down through PDUs, and then I'm going to talk about uh, how I got mine. And then I want to okay. talk a little bit about how you do yours because you sure. have multiple certifications. There are three different areas that you can get PDUs in. And this is really for, uh, there's PMP, PFMP, uh, there's like four or five different, and I don't have the article in front of me. I had to look this up. There are four or five different certifications that follow the same PDU track as the PMP. So it's not okay. just the PMP. So you can get work experience. So just working as a PM, a PC, a program manager, uh, yes, anything that's in that industry, you can get some credits for. And over your three-year cycle, you can get eight. And pretty much from what I understand, if you work in it for a year, you just take the eight. Yeah, um, it's, it makes a dent to the 60. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you have educational and giving back. And you can do everything in educational. You're not... You don't have to do work experience and you don't have to do giving back. Uh, education will allow you to go across the board. The difference is you have to do three areas in educational and uh, they each require eight PDUs. Yes. Beyond that, you can do everything there or you can split it up among the three categories. So uh, work experience for me was easy. It was eight. Uh, been in the same job for five years. Three of that, obviously, was in a, a project manager type role. Sure. Uh, and then for education, I used a combination of things. So education can come from books, podcasts, seminars, webinars, uh, even some in-house training. Uh, I had a couple of really good project management trainings from my employer and from our uh, customer that because uh, they have their own project management uh, set up. And then there's giving back where you can volunteer, author, training that you can deliver, podcasting as what I do as well. And I'll dig into those a little bit more as we go. But if we go back through kind of comparing to you, Clint, you've done obviously your eight because you work in the industry. Yes, sir. On the education, how do you go about getting those PDUs on your side? So I am actually in my second three-year cycle now. Uh, that's where I'll do a little cross-comparison to what I did round one versus what I'm doing round two. Uh, round one, I honestly podcast. I listen to them like crazy. Um, the hour drive that you typically have in the Houston Metro to get anywhere <laughs> uh, allows for a lot of uh, podcasts to be devoured uh, in a very short amount of time. So that's what I focused on. Um, a lot of them were based around project management. Some of them were just management leadership uh, style podcasts to help better myself. Um, this round I've actually started looking into some other certifications, uh, which is where the new certifications, the training works towards my PMP PDUs. And some of those certifications are very similar. Uh, one of them being a certified construction manager. It's just taking 
instead of it just being project management professional, uh, it's now basing it more on construction. So more about the nuts and bolts of truly what uh, what I do. Um, so that's kind of where it's differed a little bit for me. I do utilize the give back piece. I don't do the podcasting. That's all on you, Walt. I'll leave that one up to you. <laughs> Uh, but volunteering, I mean, just even, or it, I guess it would actually be the training of others, uh, mentoring others. I've uh, taken on a mentor and actually, or mentee, I am ment- mentoring someone. Um, and I've actually uh, got him to jump on with us uh, here at Hill. And him and I talk probably weekly and kind of help him out. But I don't go put in the 30 minute call every time we talk. It's maybe over every two months or so. I'll look at it and be like, yeah, we probably talked for an hour over this two month period. And I'll put that in. Um, if we've truly discussed work items, obviously we still have personal matters. We discuss uh, just catching up with each other's families. So, And that's cool. And I, I'm sure you're enjoying that. I was fortunate enough to be on our, our corporate has a, uh, mentor program and I was matched up with a young lady out of uh, Texas actually nice. and uh, she was with a design firm wanted to get with our project management side yeah. and uh, so I worked with her for a few I don't know it was about six months it ended up just before the program was over that she ended up landing a job with our company as a PM. So goal accomplished. Yeah. Great for her. She's great for you. Jacked. I touch base with her every once in a while, see how she's doing, yep. but, uh, that, you know, she got her dream and, and that's what mentorship can do. Definitely. And I think, you know, part of our jobs, we mentor people, even on our own teams, uh, either intentionally or unintentionally. Yes. Agreed. So that's cool to hear that you're doing that. So podcasts were big. Uh, other certifications are great. Yes. Now you're doing something outside the PMI world where uh, those that are wanting to stick with certifications that are around project management, which could include uh, agile or uh, program management or risk management, those are under the PMI umbrella, yes. but you can use that education as PDUs towards your PMP. Exactly. If, if you get too far away, you may not be able to use joint stuff. So that's like once you have two certifications or three certifications, now you've got three different PDU tracks. But if you plan it right, you can use the PDUs for all three. Yes. And they'll they'll cover that in the different certifications. So you could, it's not like you're going to have 180 PDUs that you got to do. <laughs> no, they do like to, yeah, they, they let you cross cross pollinate them per se um mm-hmm. yeah because that's definitely where i utilized uh, while i was taking my mba courses i got to use those for both my current certifications the pmp and then my cefp so that's it's nice when things work to cross cross everything <laughs> absolutely now i just i hired a pm a couple of months ago and she is uh she got her CAPM, she got her PMP, yep. and she got her Scrum Master. Nice. So she's the most certified person that I know personally. <laughs> um, and it's incredible that she did it 
while she was doing something, she was doing some form of project management in the financial sector. Now she's on the construction side and she's, she's kicking butt. So I'm, I'm really happy that, uh, she joined the team. But, uh, and I, the thing is, once you have the PMP, you, you don't worry about the CAPM anymore. No. That's, that's just stepping stone. But if you're new to project management, I encourage you to go the CAPM route, earn your time in, then do the PMP. Yeah, some may not Speaking have. Go straight to the PMP. I, uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of, a lot of confidence or, uh, Basically, you're you're breaking the ethical boundaries when you when you do that if you're not actually a project manager by experience. Sure, they they don't have the uh, true project experience that you need in order to apply. Then uh, how how did they fill that out and uh, follow the guidelines that uh, PMI puts forth? Yeah, and I know some get. I've I've gotten into some pretty heated discussions on <laughs> Facebook and uh, some groups about that, and I'm like, I'm sorry, that's just my stand. Um, so giving back. So that is one of the areas that I'm fortunate was a huge help for me because I do listen to a ton of podcasts. And like you, I listen to not only project management podcasts, uh, I listen to leadership and self-development. Sure. Uh, great book right now I'm, I'm going through called grip and it's about efficiency and getting stuff done and a buddy of mine and a mastermind that I'm in is him and I are going to do a joint report or presentation on the book here in a couple months. Okay. So I'm excited about that. Uh, there's even rumblings of maybe writing a book together. So <laughs> I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah. I keep uh, looking at writing an article and I don't know books, a whole other realm. <laughs> it is. And I think what I, my plan is to continue to write and I haven't written like I used to years ago, but Use that as the basis for building the content behind the book. So seminars, webinars, I did join a, I got nervous towards the end and I took uh, a couple Fridays off because my wife was like, you you know, this is coming up here. You got to do something. So I said, oh, I got it all planned out. And I took a couple Fridays and the first Friday, something went bad. I ended up working. And the second Friday, I'm like, no matter what, I got up early, got my coffee, <laughs> sat down. And the night before, I had joined a uh, organization called PDU Now, and you can take, rec- you can listen to recordings. You don't even have to take an exam. You just go through this, and they track your time, just like anything that's actually hours driven. They'll track your time, and once you've completed the the time, you get your credits. But they they don't just let you turn it on and walk away. <laughs> they got to know you're there. Sure. So I was, I was doing that while I was out uh, working in the yard, yep. doing chores. Sometimes I would sit in front of the computer and do it. I would sometimes do it in the car on the way, but it's basically just learning by listening, just like with a podcast of or an audible book. So I did that for a few credits. And uh, then I, I started tracking. I have a spreadsheet I'm going to talk about in a little bit. And I said, that's still, I, God, I'm going to be spending days just trying to get the, not days, but weeks. And I started uh, kind of adding up all of the giving back stuff that I did for podcasts, blogs, different articles, uh, volunteer. I haven't really done any volunteer per se, like physical, at least not that would apply here. Sure. The blogs... And the podcast added up to a substantial amount of hours. 
uh, because I counted the time that went into develop them, edit them, record them. Every episode, pretty much, whatever the recording t- or the playback time is, triple that, and that's about what how much time it takes to it. get it out there. I believe it. So that was a big help. And then the other one was books, especially if you're doing Audible. So now we all read at different different speeds. So it's kind of hard to track that. You'd have to go, well, how long did it take me to read that book and how many hours a night or day or whatever? But with Audible, it tells you the book is five hours and 32 minutes long. <laughs> well, that's pretty straightforward. So in my mind, that's a five-hour book. Yeah. So I've written, I've read a couple of books on project management and boom, five hours. I think I had three books took a huge dent into my time. Yeah. So that's a great way of getting PDUs. And then when it comes to uh, tracking them, we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. With you, do you, you do much or did you do much on the reading side other than like in your learning or? So with my MBA, when I was doing that, there was obviously a lot of reading that goes with that, but I believe each course is worth, or I may be getting my two certs mixed up, but on CEFP, I think each one was worth uh, 20 out of my 120 credits. So I only really needed to take uh, 20, uh, excuse me, six courses in order to uh, accomplish my uh, renewal for the CEFP, but it also tied in, was able to utilize it because I had already completed my first round with the PMP. And I forget what they mark the classes. It's either 10 or 30 units, uh, the PDUs. Um, sorry, I use units because of the different certifications. It's, they're all a little bit, little bit different unless you're all under the PMI uh, umbrella. But as far as reading, I didn't get into too many books. Um, I tend to be an extremely slow reader. So uh, I don't even think Audible would uh, be able to calculate my times. <laughs> well, it's interesting because Audible has, I've, I think I've only done this one time, but, uh, and it was an author that was a really slow reader and, uh, or narrator, I would say. Sure. And it was a woman and she spoke very eloquently and, and, kind of excited but when she read her book oh it was put yourself to sleep <laughs> and uh, i figured out that little speed up and i was like oh wow this is great and on one time there was a guy that talked so spat so fast you can actually slow it down oh, wow if you're like i can't keep up with what this guy's saying you can actually slow it down so that's a cool thing with audible i'd say 99.9 percent of the time i run it at it one's normal, speed, just normal. Sure. But it is nice to know that you can, uh, you can whip through it a little bit faster or slow it down if you need to. No, that's definitely useful. I know, uh, while I was at UT health, my uh, big thing was the LinkedIn learning. Uh, but over here at Hill, uh, they have a connection with a system called Percipio and it's got even more than what we saw on LinkedIn learning. So well, that's interesting. I'll have to add that. I'll, I'll definitely make sure we get a link in that. We'll have to. And can you spell that? P-E-R-C-I-P-I-O. Yeah, I have it pulled up right now. And I mean, I can go learn different languages. I can uh, read a book. I can. Uh, it's got a connection. Some of this, I think, is connected because of who Hill is and the connections they've built. Um, they just make Percipio as the one-stop shop. 
uh, including their uh, yearly training, uh, just normal training. You mentioned LinkedIn Learning, and that's kind of my my second go to, um, other than re, uh, Audible yep. and um, the uh, next one. I think would be Udemy. Okay. So that's a strong one. So those are the two that I usually tell people about LinkedIn Learning and Udemy. Udemy is pretty much it's a very reasonable cost. You can you can get courses that are normally a hundred dollars. You can get them on sale for ten bucks. Yeah. It's something Udemy does all the time. That's a great way to do it, and you can take courses on there just to help you in your job, and then apply those to uh, your PDUs. LinkedIn Learning is a little more expensive. If you're with a company like ours, I, I work for a large company. Uh, the LinkedIn Learning is included as part of our employment. In fact, they've migrated over to probably 80% of our platform training is now done through LinkedIn yeah. and then they have their own webinars and lunch and learns. Yeah. That's exactly what UT well. health was working on. So it, it seems to be one of the platforms along with this uh, Percipio. So it seems like these training groups are trying to get everything merged together. And there's so much stuff out there on, on the LinkedIn learning. There is. Uh, it, I think that one is about, I believe it's 25 bucks a month now. Uh, you get you get a certain uh, membership level within LinkedIn, and it gives you automatic access to their coursework. I, I actually, the new PM that we came in wasn't big on plans. She didn't come from the construction world. She knew process. Sure. So I just found a couple plan reading uh, courses on LinkedIn and sent them over to her. Yep. So great. And you can refer stuff to some. I think you can refer a couple for free. So, which is a nice feature. I did not know that. I must have added that. Uh, someone actually brought that up on the podcast. I didn't know it either. And then I sent it and she hadn't gotten in the system fully yet. Sure. And she was able to get them. So Interesting. that's a sweet thing. Yeah, no, that's great. And then one caveat on the giving back, the giving back, you are limited to 25 PDUs yes. max. So you can't do it all. I can't do everything through podcasts. <laughs> uh, I have to do some learning too. But uh, that uh, it did. I did utilize. I think the entire twenty-five um, by giving back uh, eight for work, and then the rest were through educational and uh, a big chunk in books. Uh, second biggest was uh, individual podcasts. I've got a couple podcasts. Uh, People and Projects podcast is a good one. Uh, there's the, uh, what is it? Drunken PM radio. That's another one. I haven't heard of that one. Uh, there's some interesting ones out there. <laughs> there's actually one dedicated that I just started to follow and it's, uh, about women and it's dedicated to women and, and project management. Interesting. You got to track all this stuff yes. in order to get it on the PMI site and different people do it different ways. Some people like, oh, I took the course, they log into the PMI site, they enter their, their numbers and they move on to the next. Yep. Thing. Sorry. You tagged that me. is not how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you do that's how i do it all right so i'm uh i don't know if it's procrastination or organization or whatever it is because obviously it, i listen to a lot of my stuff on the road so i might listen to two or three podcast episodes a week and then on end of the week i go i go back to the site i get what the name of them were what was the topics i throw them into my spreadsheet it automatically calculates the the spread out if they said what the topic was on. If not, I, I base it on, was it more of a leadership? Um, 
uh, whatever the three. I can't. It's I can't a technical can't leadership and strategic and business. So the strategic and business you one, you and I definitely hit on that one a lot with most of uh, some of the random things that we might do. So, and, and that's the one where you have to have eight of each minimum. Yes. After that, you can totally focus on on anything within those three realms. So I have this spreadsheet that it'll track and I've re- I redesigned it after going through this cycle because I realized I was doing, when I first started it, I was doing webinars and podcasts. So it was pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Then I started doing the books and I started doing my own podcasts and my own blog posts. So I had to add some categories. I learned when I signed up for the PDU now, they give you certain codes that you have to enter into the PMI site. So I added some columns for that, uh, uh, provider codes, course codes it's like rep codes so or something well, like that what's I think that it's rep codes rep codes are i think it's r.e.p yeah so now that's that's in there there's a there's a column for notes there's links at the bottom that tells you where to go track where to look up other uh resources for pdus so i'm pretty proud of it <laughs> um i actually included it in the last uh blog post that's out there and if anyone is interested in getting a copy, you can go to the PM Mastery uh, site and look for the PDU under the blog post. You can look for the PDU article and read that. And the link is in there, or you can go straight to the resource page, and it's one of the resources on the resource page. Now, that'll be a great help for everybody. Yeah, I think especially when you're, you know, you're at three years of tracking, unless they're like you where you go right out there and do it right away. If you're tracking and it'll tell you, Hey, where am I at? Of course you can, you can do the same thing. If you go to the PMI site, when you edit, it'll then tell you, Hey, this is where you stand. You still have uh 59 left because <laughs> you, know, you just entered one. Yeah. I think I'm down to 10 and a half for the second round, 10 and a half to go. Oh, wow. I think I am five in on the second round, but I just finished mine and we were pretty close. I think I'm trying to remember. We met in a course. Yes. And I think, oh, I know what it was. You you got ahead of me because you you tested right away and you got through it. I tested and did not get through it. I was testing on the old five, version five. And so I missed the deadline and I had to switch over to learn everything was different about six. So I got the book, took a, a boot camp on what the differences were sure. from six and five, yeah. retested it, and then I passed. And uh, so I, I'm a little bit behind you. And I think they're even out to the seventh edition now. Yeah, I think all the tests that are out there are still based on six. Okay. Uh, but seven, and they, they have totally changed. Uh, I remember when it went from three to five, everybody's like, oh, my God, it's so different now. And <laughs> the process number went up. And I was like, you know, going from five to six, it's like, well, the process numbers are different numbers. They moved some things that were, they were in one process group to another yes. process group because it fit better there. I'm like, well, that's confusing. Yes. Um, I had decks of index cards. My wife would quiz me on the patio. Uh, I never want to go back and take that test again. No, I can understand why your wife said you need to buckle down uh, on those Fridays that you had available. Uh, that's that test was uh, definitely a brutal test, but 
keeping up with the PDUs uh, it can be hard, but it's definitely uh, less mind bending than the test was. And if you think about it, 60 PDUs, so basically one PDU is an hour. Yep. So 60 hours of time. And I tell you, I put way more than 60 hours into studying. Sure. Um, preparing for the first test. Yeah, I think that one boot camp, we probably put in uh, 60 hours for just that. So it seemed like. Yeah. But it's it's great. It's It's nice to have it. And uh, uh, now, now you know a little bit about PDU. So if you're if you have a certification and you're thinking about, well, how, how do I get them? Well, now you have a little idea. If you want a little more detail, go to the blog and and look up the PDU article. I will put links in the podcast episode that covers those, and also a link directly to the spreadsheet. Do you have anything else that you could add as far as? The topic of PDUs? As far as the PDUs go, I mean, for me, it's, I don't like things sitting there. It's a monkey on my back if I don't uh, constantly knock out some of the hours. Uh, That doesn't mean you're already 10 and a half in and still have uh, three years to go or whatever it is that I have left. I think it may be two. Uh, But just staying on top of it and keep knocking them out. uh, It's even an hour, two hours a month, just keep going at it and uh, truly just stay on top of it. The nice thing too. And like when I said, I'm five in, it was actually a carryover from my previous cycle. Once I started entering them, I had extra. Yes. So if you do get 68, they're only going to take 60 and they will automatically apply eight into your next cycle. So it's not like you got to worry about starting over. It automatically just rolls right into your next cycle. So now I've got some PDUs. I am not going to be as bad as uh, the last cycle. I am going to continue to podcast. I'm going to continue to listen to others' podcasts and and books. And uh, I will just keep entering them in. And and this year, I hope uh, when it comes up to the three years, I'll go, oh, look, I'm actually ahead of the game. (laughs) Well, and I don't know if you knew this, but you can actually renew uh, early. And yep. if you renew early, it doesn't start your three your next three-year cycle from that point. It starts from when you were supposed to have up until the finish. And that is, that is beautiful yes. because there are some tests that when you renew, that's when it starts. Yes. So I have some uh, critical security certifications that I have to maintain every 14 months and the client's like, well, why wait 14 months? Do it, in, <laughs> do it in 12. So, okay. So two months early and you do it and then it starts then. Yes. So then you're like, okay. And then the next year, like before you know it, I'm going to be certifying it for <laughs> like right after I just got Yes. It. So I, I have uh, my other certification. It's the exact same thing. It's, and it's a four year cycle. So if I started it and it's 120 versus only 60, so uh, it definitely not jumping on that one to renew anytime soon quite yet. Well, you can take 118 and then just the <laughs> last week or so do your other two. And all they care about is when that credit card swipe goes through. <laughs> so to wrap things up, uh, we got to do our, our typical, did you know, did you happen to bring a did you know now that you know about it? 
This is the one. And while you're thinking, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna share something. So I I think I told you I started this at work. I didn't notice a lot of uh, interest, and then when I stopped doing it, they're like, "Hey, what what happened to the Did You Know?" So I started doing it on the podcast when I started out with Amanda, who who's been a guest uh, co-host on here a couple times. She was like, "Oh yeah, that's great." So I now at work actually have. Everyone does Did You Knows. So every week we have a chart, and we also started something called our meetings are on Monday. So we do a motivational Monday. So we have one slide that's a motivation. Then we get through the whole team meeting, and at the end we do a Did You Know. Every single person on the team does it now. So it's and they love it. Wow. I mean, it's been so interesting. Some of the Did You Knows that have come up. So what do you got? Yeah, I've gave you a little extra time to think about it. I think I have a good one. Uh, so did you know? that there's a company out there that uh, will take your F-250 or 350 and uh, convert it into an excursion, which they stopped creating in 2005. Oh, so if you want one of those big monolithic uh, SUVs, you can still get them by a conversion. Yes, through a conversion, and uh, I'll I'll throw it out there. I, I actually have a 2014 F-250 that's been converted into such an excursion and uh, absolutely love it. It is the greatest family mobile ever. So do they have like, uh, I mean, I know what an excursion looks like and I know what a, what a normal 250 or 350 looks like. Do Is there like a material difference that they cover it or is it blended to where you wouldn't even know? Uh, they blend it where you wouldn't even know. Uh, most people actually get it confused. And if they are a true uh, Ford follower, They'll see that it says a 6.7, so they'll ask me if I swapped out the uh, diesel engine uh, from the 6.0 or the 7.3, and that is not the case. It is actually a 2014 F-250 that's been uh, overhauled, per se. The first uh, two rows are part of the original F-250, and then they take the back end of the excursion and dump it on. That's interesting. Uh, You'll have to send me some pictures. I'd like to see that. Uh, but speaking of which, one of my uh, great presents to myself this year was I just bought a new pickup truck. So I had nice. the same Tacoma. I had a 2005 Tacoma for just shy of 17 years. Loved that truck. Babied it. Was like new, which worked out because I got a great cash sale for it. But I decided to go to a full-size truck. And my wife calls it the big boy truck. <laughs> I got a new Ram 1500 with the 5.7 Hemi. And it is fantastic. It's dark gray. It, it looks like a, a sleek beast. Uh, sad thing is, uh, last Monday, three weeks after driving it off the lot, uh, and I custom ordered this thing. Uh-oh. I was rear-ended. Oh, no. On... Uh, on the way home from work one night. Uh, hopefully you're so okay. Yes. And the truck being the beast that it was, the tailgate got a dent and the bumper was bent a little bit of left quarter panel, but totaled the other uh, SUV that hit me. Oh yeah. Um, so he had to wait for a tow truck and I drove off. <laughs> so now I'm, I, uh, well, I didn't drive off till after the state trooper released us. Of but, course. Uh, so I'm taking that in, Friday to get it fixed, but that was a little sad, but yeah. Welcome to the big boy truck. Not as big as a 250 excursion. 
So it's, it's actually funny you bring that up. I think uh, if you got the full four-door, I believe those are roughly uh, 232 inches long. And uh, my truck would actually only be uh, 226, I think is what it is. So it's actually shorter. Hmm. I have the quad cab, so it's the full-size four-door, but it's the 5.7 bed. I don't think you can get the 6.0 bed on, the, on this one. But I still struggle when you when you drive in a Tacoma, which is a midsize for 16 plus years and trying to park that Ram into a spot. I don't know how many times I back up and repull. Yep. (laughs) I have a lot of parking garages to go into. It's uh, makes it quite interesting. Yeah. And I, I, at one point I wanted to lift it, you know, before I ever got it home, uh, my plan was to lift it. My wife was like, why would you do that? Now that I have it, it's so sporty. I'm like, nah, I think I'll just keep it the way it is. Yeah. So thank you for your time and your interesting story on that excursion. Uh, great. Did you know? And we will follow up again. I know we'll, we continue to talk on uh, LinkedIn. Feel free to recommend anyone else would be willing to come on the show. I'm going to start hounding some new folks uh, on LinkedIn. I've seen some some uh, new certified people and some people that have done some pretty cool stuff in the project management world, try to get them on here. I do have an author of a book. Uh, he's actually a, a very well-known speaker on Udemy for PMP certifications. Interesting. And I met him on Facebook in a, a PM group. Find out we both like bourbon and cigars. Started chatting, and over about a year, he finally caved in and said, "Yeah, he sent me, or he actually called me one day and said, hey, do you uh, would you be interested in getting my new book?'" I'm like, "Sure, but if I uh, review it, you're gonna come on the podcast." Yeah, no, definitely. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. All right, sir, you enjoy your evening, and uh, we will talk again soon. Sounds great. Appreciate your time today, Walt. Thanks for listening to the PM Mastery Podcast at www.pm-mastery.com. Be sure to subscribe in your podcast player. Until next time, keep working on your craft.